0: Fuzzy phrases such as how are you and let's do coffee are polysemous or polysemous. That means that they have more than one meaning ascribed to them. So let's learn how to decipher the true meaning of let's do coffee and see some example scenarios of such fuzzy phrases in action. So feel free to grab a warm beverage. Sometimes phrases don't mean what you think that they might mean. Take, how are you, for example? When Americans ask you how you're doing, the preferred response, meaning the expected response according to conversation analysis, would be, fine, thanks. And you? Can't complain. And yourself? Hanging in there, you? You get the picture, right? These very formulaic responses. All right, well, what about the guys on the other side of the pond? The British phrase, how do you do, is met with the preferred response, how do you do? So somebody will say, how do you do? And the response is, how do you do? So as you can see, when English speakers ask the question, how are you? They expect a succinct answer with as little elaboration as possible. Read no elaboration. In other words, no one is really asking how you're doing or how you're feeling. If you start to go into detail about how you missed an important business meeting or you ran late because you missed the bus uh, or you're getting over the flu and you forgot to pick your kids up from school, on and on and on, you're not responding in the preferred way. So by preferred response, we mean the expected response, right? Right. And anything out of the ordinary, meaning anything other than a fine, thanks, how are you in response, would be considered a dispreferred response. All right, so the exception to the rule about oversharing or giving the nitty gritty details is when it comes to people close to you. Close friends or family members don't mind the long-winded responses, but Most people that you encounter during your daily interactions, both online and offline, will expect a short and sweet answer. And this holds particularly true in professional settings where you hold everyone at arm's distance. Okay, so what about the phrase, let's do coffee? What does this actually mean? Similar to how are you, this phrase is used out of politeness. Again, when it comes to people with whom you have distance, right, so think about work friends, acquaintances, people you've just met, and so on, it's a way of establishing some type of rapport without committing to anything concrete, right? You're certainly not penciling into your calendar with a time, a place, a date, right? So let's look at some examples. Francine is an L2 speaker of English, and Josie is a native English speaker, They are work acquaintances who are on friendly terms, but they don't really know each other that well. All right, so scenario A taking these expressions literally. Let's see what that looks like. Josie, Francine, haven't seen you since the last client pitch. Hey, Josie, I know, right? So, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. I have a headache and my stomach's a bit off since lunch. I'm guessing it was the chicken. Did you have the chicken? And I have so much paperwork to go through and, oh, sorry to hear that. Hope you feel better soon. Oh, thank you. I hope so too. I've, oh, I got to take this, but it was really nice running into you. Yeah, you too. Josie picking up the phone, signaling, walking away, totally walking away. Um, let's do coffee. That would be great. There's a new cafe that I've been meaning to try. It's just opened and it's only a block from work. We could go during lunch or after work. I think it's called Cozy Coffee House. Josie, still talking on the phone, waving to Francine. All right, so that's a little interesting. Now let's see another direction this conversation could go. So scenario B, not taking the expressions literally. Josie, oh, hey, Francine. Haven't seen you since the board meeting last month. Francine, I know, how have you been? Josie, oh, the usual. Francine, yeah, everything okay? Josie, yeah, the boss has got us all working overtime since we're trying to close the new client. Francine, ah, that's rough. Well, hopefully you'll land the client and can celebrate soon enough. Josie, tell me about it. Anyway, gotta run, but I'll catch you soon. Let's do coffee. Francine, sounds good. Yeah, I'd love to. All right, so we have two scenarios here, right? Keep in mind that Josie and Francine are work friends. They're on a high-by basis, which means that there is distance between them because they're not close friends who actually go out for drinks or coffee. Perhaps if they were to become closer and like each other, they could do coffee, right? They could get to that point. Did you notice how scenario B ran more smoothly and naturally? Both Josie and Francine honored that distance between them. But things got a little bit uncomfortable in scenario A when Francine hadn't picked up on the cues. First, when she got interrupted by Josie when she was listing her ailments instead of giving the preferred response for how are you. And even more cringeworthy was when she was oblivious to the fact that Francine was motioning to Josie that she had to leave. Remember, she was picking up her phone and walking away. These are clear signs that one of the interlocutors is trying to remove themselves from the conversation. It's a smooth way of exiting the conversation. Now, one way to decipher the intention of the person suggesting coffee, right? the person who says, let's do coffee, is by paying attention to the sincerity in their voice, as well as in their body language. Understanding the intention behind a multifaceted phrase, you need to think about, one, who you're talking to, and what is your relationship to that person, right? How much distance you have between you. Is it a close friend or is it an acquaintance? Then you have to think about the body language of the person. Is the person saying it rushed? Are they trailing off? Are they trying to exit the conversation? Are they not even turned towards you but face somewhere else? So are they using let's do coffee as a closing statement in lieu of See you soon. Catch you later. And lastly, number three, you have to think about the context in which the conversation is occurring. Are you at work? Are you at an event? Are you at a close friend's dinner party? Are you at a birthday gathering? Paying attention to these three points will help you decode the meaning of let's do coffee and whether it's just a filler phrase, an exit strategy, or actually a genuine proposal to meet up. Once you've been able to unpack the intended meaning of the speaker, then I encourage you to try it out yourself. Use the phrase, let's do coffee, when you want to exit a conversation, but also use it with the people with whom you genuinely want to get coffee. Once you have clarity on your audience and the context of the conversation, this phrase will make so much more sense, I promise you. And as you can see, the meaning changes, right? So with close friends, let's do coffee might look something like this. Alex. Hey Maddie, notice you weren't at Jen's party. I was going to text you, but Jen said that you were under the weather, so I didn't want to disturb you. Madison. Oh yeah, thanks Alex. Sorry to miss it, but I saw the pictures on Insta and it looked like it was a total blast. Alex. Yeah, it was a fun time. Anyway, how are you doing? Madison. Feeling better. I'm going to the doctor later today, so we'll see what kind of bug I have. Alex. Ugh, yeah. I think something's been going around. Jim's not feeling 100% either. Madison. Nodding. Alex. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do. You know I make a mean chicken noodle soup. Madison. (laughs) Haha, yeah. I remember. Well, I'm sure Jim needs it too, so save it for him. Peter is hopeless in the kitchen, but... Sorry, I'll manage. Alex, ugh, don't be silly. I'll send you some over tonight. I was planning on making it anyway for Jim. Madison, ah, you're so sweet. Alex, and when you do feel better, let's catch up, okay? It's been ages. Madison, let's do coffee. Alex, yes, let's. We could go to Posy Rosie. It's supposed to be really good. Madison, oh, I've heard about that place. Alex, do you think next weekend would work for you? Madison, yeah, I should be fully recovered by then, at least I hope. Alex, great, I'll send you a calendar invite. Madison, perfect, looking forward to it. Alex, same here. Okay, well, feel better, Maddie. Madison, thanks, Alex, and I'm excited for the soup. Thank you so much for that, too. Alex, don't even mention it. All right, so do you see how that exchange was so smooth, smooth like icing? Well, that's because Alex and Madison are close friends. There's less distance between them from your typical work friends. Alex calls Madison by her nickname, Maddie, so you can tell that they're quite close. Also, they have overlapping friends, right? Probably from the same friend group that they hang out with. And lastly, they are on a calling and texting basis, which also means that they are close. Some of you might also have picked up on the fact that they know each other's husbands and they know where each other live, so they've probably hung out at each other's homes as well. All in all, this is a very different type of conversation than we saw in scenarios A and B. A conversation like this would most likely occur between two close friends or people who are really trying to make an effort to become close friends. You may have also noticed that their treatment of let's do coffee wasn't void of meaning. It was actually a proposal to get together. So as you can see, audience and context are everything when it comes to language use and the intended meaning of fuzzy phrases such as how are you and let's do coffee. Thank you so much for joining me for this advanced English lesson. Don't forget to smash that like, share this with friends, subscribe to the channel, and be sure to turn on notifications so that you never miss a lesson or a live stream. I will see you in the next lesson. Bye for now.